Welcome to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with your host, Dee Lee. It is common for all of us to take things for granted, the familiar in our daily lives. For example, our home, our job, our health, our relationships with family and friends and pets. By paying attention and polishing your own life gems, you can add your light to life. And that creates a mighty gem. On today's program, you will learn how paying attention to the small things can make your life mighty. So polish the facets of the extraordinary jewels around you by joining your host, Dee Lee. Learn how being mighty is possible when you polish the extraordinary jewels in your life. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels. My name is Dee Lee, and today I'm here with my guest host, Lynn Sherrell. Hi, Lynn. Hello. Most humans today live a normal life existence in a daily state of being, overwhelmed. That's normal with, you know, quotes. There are so many distractions and bright, shiny objects that it can be hard to actually see what's in front of you. As a result, it's easy to operate with blinders in place and be numb about your life. Sometimes we can even become asleep or immune to the potentials within and the realities around us for living a more joy-filled existence. The antidote is a simple start paying attention to the state of our own mindset. In order to see more clearly, it can be helpful to have a higher perspective. These mighty gem spotlights focus on our inner subtle human energy systems. We know now that internal energy centers are actually connected with the world around us. Everything within is reflected from our inside to our outside. The key is finding a balanced reflection. Carl Jung said, be mindful of your self-talk. It is a conversation with the universe. Does it sometimes seem like your mind has a running tape on replay with constant chatter? How do you feel when you tune into it, lifted or drained? The unfortunate truth is for most people is that their constant self-talk is negative with overused reruns of past thoughts, retread beliefs and anxious what-if thoughts about the future. There is a direct connection between what you think, how you feel, how you act, and how your reality outside shows up. The good news is your inner conversation can change. By becoming aware, you can take control of your mind chatter so it actually supports you in having hope and creating a positive life. You do have the power to challenge yourself and how you talk to yourself. Oh, so true. So true. Well, Jay Lauren Norris said, so what does it take to live a more excellent life? It takes a new way of thinking, speaking and acting. It takes a change in habits and a better understanding of who you are and what you do each day. It takes a foolproof formula that you can apply to every minute of your day for the most excellent outcome every time. So what is self-talk really? As we're exploring different aspects in our lives, let's get a starting point as a basic understanding of the words that we're talking about here. And so here is what the dictionary says on the word self-talk. It is a noun and it means either one, the act or practice of talking to oneself either aloud or silently and mentally, positive self-talk as an example, or two, 
Anything said to oneself for encouragement or motivation, such as phrases or mantras, also one's constant internal conversation. And I love that the dictionary said positive self-talk. You know, that's great. Because <laughs> that's kind of the whole thing. Supportive. Um, yeah, supportive. But really, both positive and negative thinking patterns are considered to be self-talk. And all of the thoughts and expressions you say affects your personal vibration and how you feel. The challenge is to become fully aware of your potentially destructive tendency for negative patterns so you can replace them with positive patterns of talking with yourself as both patterns. Either way, it has a direct effect on your behavior, your health, your wellness. By interacting with yourself in more of an active awareness, you can have more trust with yourself and become motivated to heal your body, your mind, your spirit. From a balancing, reflective perspective of the inside-to-outside focus, that is, having a more positive inside relationship and support system in place will give you more energy because you're going to feel better, and when you feel good, the outside reality is better in our relationships at work and family and with others around us. James Allen, who is just one of my top 10 people I'd love to have dinner with sometime ever, you know, but... (laughs) (laughs) James Allen said, he who would be useful, strong, and happy must cease to be a passive receptacle for the negative, beggarly, and impure streams of thought. And as a wise householder commands his servants and invites his guests, so must he learn to command his desires and to say with authority what thoughts he shall admit into the mansion of his soul. Which, you know, it's the the language might be a little dated, but if you think about it, I mean, he's, he called it out, you know, years, a hundred years ago that he basically said, if you are going to be useful, strong and happy, you cannot be a passive receptacle for what's negative or, or scarce. You can't be in scarcity and you cannot have impure streams of thought. So you might not realize it, but you are always practicing self-talk. <laughs> It is what you say to yourself inside your mind. It's really, it's your inner voice and it's likely things that you don't share outside your mind. So uh, I heard somewhere that um, people will only say about 10% of what's actually happening in their own mind. So, you know, you wouldn't talk to your, to other people the way that you talk to yourself, right? So, um, self-talk is, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It seems like it just goes on and on. It does. Well, and it is, it's the steady stream of words and that running commentary that's just in the on mode playing in your mind. And it, the verbiage never stops really for any of us, unless we are really focused on meditation, but everything we see and feel and experience is translated into words that become a running dialogue inside our minds. So self-talk becomes conditioned patterns of thinking. And again, this talk can be positive or negative, loving or critical. And sometimes it's not even your own self-talk. You've adopted it from somebody else and it's now become your self-talk, right? So, whether it's positive or negative, how you talk to yourself creates your experience. And our conditioned ways of thinking generates emotions and activates behaviors. Our whole way of being and acting and feeling is influenced by how 
we think and talk to ourselves. So it's always interesting to do a little self-experiment to get information in a direct and instant kind of way. So there's a little exercise um, that we're going to share with you to see how words can affect you. And so there's actually two sentences um, and notice how you feel and how your mood shifts when you hear it based on what you're hearing and the images that are conjured in your mind. So, you know, the thoughts and the words all operate as energy and the result will affect the frequency of what you feel from these inner conversations. So here's the first phrase. I'm no good at anything. It's even hard to say that. (laughs) Because I'm good at everything. Okay, I'm going to try it again. (laughs) This This thing I might not be good at, but okay. I am no good at anything and everything seems to be out of balance in my life, including my ability to hold on to money. Nobody loves me that much. Why should they? What's their incentive? So that's the first sentence. And notice, you know, if you were saying that to yourself, how would you feel? I'm going to just Heavy. do a quick cancel clear. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm cancel clearing on that one. That, yeah. Plus Heavy your, your voice is just like, you. <laughs> yeah. Just everything takes a big old tank. You know, it just, but if you say that same sentence in a different way with slightly different words, you know, um, I'm so excited. Today is Friday and I have successfully made it through a really hectic week with the help of a lot of wonderful people around me. I feel great. Now that feels uplifting and your mood is energetic and it's vibrant. And, you know, so it really, it's both the words and how you say it to yourself and what you truly believe. So, you know, I've had some recent, I made a big move recently and boy, did that surface some weird stuff. And, you know, as it did, it's like, I just have to focus on, okay, the move was good. The move was good. (laughs) You know, because it's like the stuff that came up from it was like, where's that been hiding? (laughs) Dusty corner. Yeah, it was really weird, really weird. So I don't know, but yeah, if you focus on the positive, then, you know, you attract positive, really. That's the bottom mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. So, St. Augustine said, people traveled to wonder at the height of mountains, at the huge waves of the sea, at the long courses of rivers, at the vast, vast compass of the ocean, at the circular motion of the stars, and they passed by themselves without wondering. That's pretty profound. Very. So here we are, you know, purposefully wondering about our chatter. So hopefully we are stepping into the right shoes. Mm-hmm. Here's some tidbits concerning self-talk. And it's very interesting when you start focusing like this, you'll start looking at yourself differently, hearing yourself differently, and really observing. You know, it's like almost like you go to a, a mall or downtown and start observing and listening in on people's conversations. <laughs> it's very entertaining, actually, because then you're going to be starting to classify other people's conversations. Not that you can hear their thoughts, but you sit and listen to how people, you know, talk on their outside yeah, and that's only 10% of what's on the inside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So our inner th- talking is so habitual and automatic that, that we don't even notice it, it, but our subconscious is closely listening. So our subconscious doesn't really think in terms of good or this is good or that is bad. It's just listening. And so it it's taking the premise that if you're talking about it, you want it. And so get me more of it. And so it's out there. Uh, in the creation mode, which is, you know, hopefully in your 
focus is not what you're wanting to do. So you have to kind of wake up and say, oh, I don't want that. I want to have this. Our body reacts to the dialogue when it produces feelings and emotions because that is what our subconscious was so intently listening to. Most of the internal chatter or imagery is negative based upon the history of our development experiences and it is moving along very quickly like a rerun movie or audio tape recording that has been played a a lot of different times. The effect of our body um, on our body from all the negative thoughts and just think of the eons of things that have passed through there um, over your lifestyle time and um, that's you know basically feelings have been built up and a lot of times it buries the anxiety inside of ourselves so you might not even be aware of the anxiety as our subconscious receives all of the instructions as truth then the creation process naturally follows and we end up with a stream of um, experiences based upon the patterning inside of us being constantly played so like all kinds of attractions um, with things you know, positive thoughts attract more positive thoughts, just as negative thoughts attract more negative thoughts. And there's been a lot of research done by the communications and medical profession identifying various components of self-talk. And they've concluded the way people talk to themselves does really affect their health. And so it's, um, it's if they tap into it, the individuals can harness the power of their own self-talk by knowing it exists reduce the effects of the negative patterns, and ramp up the positive activity messages. So positive, happy thoughts have a high vibrational frequency, while the energy of negative thoughts has a much lower vibration. We are also made up of different bodies of energies, so all, all of these are vibrating at different rates. We have a subtle energy system, uh, as well as the physical body. So really, it's logical that the types of thoughts we have will affect the bright vibration of our whole being. And our vibration affects our emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual health. It also determines what, how, what we attract to ourselves. An emotional energy body with a negative or low vibration will attract things that also have a negative vibration. So a positive or high-frequency body will attract other positive things. The self-talk that, talk that goes through our head also creates emotions. It, it is always the uh, thought that comes first and then the feeling will follow. So the type of inner talk that you have going on is going to decide how you feel throughout the rest of the day. What type of time or what type of mind chatter would you prefer to have? The answer is pretty obvious. The mind is attracting or it is a really it is really hard to have something that you know, in your mind to, to keep it quiet. So over, over time, we've had a lot of research that's been done into interpersonal communications and communication as a whole. Some definitions must be derived so that people ha actually have um, control over their emotional state. A lot of times you don't feel like you do, but there is a lot of control that you have and self-talk is one of the areas that you can, you can control. So there's um, Weaver and Cottrell in 1987 focused on various circles of intrapersonal communication and self-talk imaging and visualization. Self-talk is part of IAPC, which is, has to do with the interpersonal communication, 
but the part cannot be equal to the whole. So having concluded that self-talk and IAPC are separate but related, what is IAPC? It's really more of a traditional study of communication and um, its elements are of you know, the communication setup of tools of sender, receiver, and transmitter are carried out but within individual people. So they expand this definition to include intrapersonal communication, but it's not re really restricted to talking to ourselves. But it includes activities such as internal problem solving, resolution of internal conflict, planning for the future, and emotional uh, situations, evaluation of ourselves and others. So it's really um, moving along with this communication basis, which we've spent quite a bit of time going through the communication words, how we um, focus on different words. So it's part of all the self-talk, but it's not the steady stream. And it, basically, according to this research, medical professionals are now beginning to really take note of there is being a mind-body uh, functioning um, part of the speech process. And these functions are to coordinate other sensory and motor functions in the brain, to integrate and link the individual to the social area and help with spoken language, to provide for human men mentation as reflected in mental processes and activities. And really this is a behavioral part that essentially um, you know, helps to give some of the maintenance that's needed and identify some of these. So self-talk is categorized as being positive or negative, but as it really look at as we're really looking closely it also has um you know the negative is not all bad the key is using the self-talk to strive for an appropriate balance and that's really the balancing effect and the reflection now on the outside so that's very much a um really quick kind of setup of the research that we're doing out there and what we want to do is actually take a break and we'll be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. IntelliKey dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the IntelliKey to become a cat. So what is human IntelliKey? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellikey.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellikey.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. Have you ever met a muse? Or consider the possibility that you are a muse and didn't know it? A muse inspires creativity, happiness, and imagination. And that's something we need every day to feel fulfilled in life. The challenge is that most media focuses on negativity. But now there is a place for you and other musers to connect with positive energy, new possibilities, and personal growth. 
Join www.themightymuser.com to discover curated content designed to bring you to your best self. Becoming a muser will have a direct effect on how you feel. And as you feel good, your life is good. Join themightymuser.com. It's the choice that can change everything. are listening to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with D. Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems. Spotlighting Everyday Jewels. And we're talking today about self-talk, having to do with um, how we have this running you know, chatter going on in our head. A lot of times we're not really cognizant of what it's doing or saying. We just know that it's the background noise. And it's really um, self-talk is a health behavior that has potentially far-reaching effects. I mean, some of them are negative, some of them are positive. Although it is most likely to be used by those who have a high internal locus, you know, focus of control and place a high value on health, it can also help relatively healthy people in health maintenance programs. So self-talk is categorized as you know, a positive, positive and a negative, but really the labeling is you know, the, the part that is dependent upon how you use it and what your expectations are. And the, the key to really using it is to strive for an appropriate balance so that between the two, you know, you've got more on the focus part and you're very much awake as to what, it's, it's what you're using it for. So the use of doing this is linked to the reduction of stress. Less stress in turn can affect other positive health changes. So self-talk like thoughts is not neutral because it triggers behavior in either a positive or negative direction. But thoughts and self-talk are based on beliefs which can exist with or without evidence that they are accurate. That was um, by Granger in 1989. Which are formed early in life. Beliefs shape our self-talk which in turn affects our self-esteem. So negative thinking as a thinking of choice. I mean if you want to put a, a thinking of choice uh, option in there may not be so bad because it really is heightening people's sensitivity to the situation they are facing. They are likely to think more clearly. Negative thinking, as Granger says, is then the most productive, the most useful, and the healthiest thinking to adopt when risk is high. Instead of categorizing negative as negative, it might be better to call it logical and accurate self self talk because it's really something that is, um, well, accurate is kind of a misnomer, I believe, because you don't know what his space pattern is on. Is it somebody else's you know, input? Is it something that you learned from your parents? I mean, there's a lot of that um, basis point that you're not sure. The thing I notice is that it's flying through so fast <laughs> that it's like, whoa, what did that, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You know, and so it's it can be very distractive because if your thing if your if your tape is running so fast your emotions are going to be running faster and you're not sure what the source is you might feel 
depressed or you might feel angry or have a feeling related to the tape that's running but you're not sure and so that's where you want to stop have a big stop sign go wait a minute slow down i need to catch up and you know it's really um where you need to awaken and take some time to assess what is it for you absolutely well, and you know, Abraham Maslow said, what is necessary to change a person is to change his awareness of himself. And that is true, because when you're aware, think of how many people have gone on like some TV show, and then they saw it later and went, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, that's what happens. When you have awareness, then you can create change in a, a way that you're, um, that's intentional. So, research and studies have shown there are actually rewards that can come from self-talk if it's used appropriately. Self-talk gives you the chance to boost your self-confidence, your self-esteem, and to learn more about you and who you are, and you can learn your history. And that brings you to learn your purpose in life, and of course, that's vital to survive successfully and with a sense of fulfillment. So, once, you know, beyond that, you can also learn your personality, which is absolutely outstanding because you need this information also to survive successfully in life. It's long been proven that most of our problems come from our failure to know who we actually are. (laughs) Basically. yeah. Yeah, right? So knowing you is the ultimate step to positive thinking and living a successful life. And so for this reason, it's really important to learn how to use self-talk to your advantage rather than being controlled by random negative thinking. So a positive mental attitude as a basis for self-talk does not require (laughs) self-delusion. That's good news. (laughs) So the development of optimistic thought patterns requires really three things. One, recognizing self-talk for what it is. Two, dealing with any negative messages and three harnessing the positive for the greater good of yourself so by using inner speech you can influence your health state and the benefits reach far beyond that so to make self-talk positive it's important you have to change what goes into your unconscious your subconscious and all of this hinges on the recognition of inner messages Levine in 1991 expanded on the idea of noticing thought patterns. Regardless of the thought type, whether positive or negative, she suggests that people reflect upon the antecedents to, you know, what comes before, and the feelings about a particular thought. So when people determine which thoughts improve their sense of well-being, they can make those thoughts show up more frequently. And, you know, this doesn't imply that people who practice positive self-talk are going to be a group of happy campers. Um, Believe me, I practice positive self-talk and and, you know, a few hours ago when I got some disappointing news, that was not my state of mind. <laughs> so, you know, negative inner speech can and it does play a constructive role in helping people to create a better reality for themselves. So, you know, negative thoughts can trigger warning signals in high risk situations. They can be really helpful. The object in that case is to deal with the underlying message and then move to correct the situation. Um, and at the same time, of course, you know, with everything, there's always light and then there's shadow. So the shadow of negative, um, there's a McConaughey, another researcher in 1988 said, harmful negativity as being awfulistic, meaning... It's a new word. (laughs) Awful, yeah. It's a great word, actually. Where everything is just catastrophic or absolutistic, using must, always, and never. You know, it's always, always. Or should have. I should have done this. I should have done that. That kind of self-talk. These are found on... 
what Breaker, the previous researcher, lists as cognitive traps. And other elements include all or nothing thinking, discounting the positive, emotional reasoning. There is no reasoning with emotions. Come on now, really? And then personalization and blame. So Levine suggests examining the seed thoughts. Um, and sometimes it's just mindlessly used cliches, um, and, but you want to look at them to see if they have negative elements. So for example, you know, oh, I would just die if that happened, or I'm a nervous rag, or I'm just eaten up with anger, or that disease runs in my family, or only the good die young. All those kinds of thoughts can undermine positive thinking, right? And if it's just sort of in your mind, you've really got to be aware of it. You have to replace those thoughts with something more constructive. So in a society where people, and especially females, are taught to downplay their good points, developing positive self-talk might be a little challenging at first because it necessitates a reality check. And most of the time, people are a lot better than they had previously decided, whether it's performance or health or whatever. You know, I was always, I always thought that I was skinnier. And, you know, when I was, I had my pictures taken, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, I thought, oh, I'm so fat. Now I look back and I'm like, oh, I wish I was, you know, it just, (laughs) it's... (laughs) It really, the development of positive personal speech, it requires that you take an active role in shaping the events in your life and to not let life just happen to you. So keep a journal, use your name as you talk to yourself and release pent up feelings. These are some of the ways that professionals are recommending that you can become aware of and then constructively use and direct your thoughts. So relaxation, which is a word I have very little relationship to lately, but... (laughs) Relaxation is also conducive to positive thinking. The flip side is that to reduce, you, you, you reduce stress because stress can't really be eliminated. It just, it can be managed. And this is done by sharing your feelings with someone else, confronting any conflicts, you know, right away before the situation gets out of hand. So if you have relaxation and less stress, it just clarifies and changes the inner dialogue for the better, which can affect changes in your health and relationships and everything else and your expectations yeah mm-hmm, for sure i mean oslo osho said Oso, osho osho yeah. uh-huh. said if you take the responsibility for your life you can start changing it i mean that's a that's a pretty direct statement very and with any changes that you make you have to start with something and improve it over a period of time So rarely do any changes happen overnight, especially when you're dealing with something like self-talk. Where do we start? So the first step is really to become more aware of the self-talk you're having. You likely do not really know how often there are negative thoughts and words flowing through your head or how it affects your subconscious. So it's important to identify what is happening. And here are a list of some of the types of negative self-talk that can be turned that really can be on autopilot. Their thoughts and words having to do with your feelings. Performance and the results. And that seems to be one that's a big one high up on the list because if you're doing any kind of performance, um, you know, sports or um, entertainment, you know, as you're out playing an instrument or whatever in, in front of people, that can create a lot of anxiety and stage fright, which is um, kind of like a different, you know, area. Your personal abilities and their quality, you know, sometimes we take a look at other people and compare ourselves, and that's rather difficult um, 
how you're actually unique, your being and the value that you feel. And you're also your perception of what others are thinking about you. And also if that's higher in your term of um, what you should be directed toward than what you think of yourself. The list can really go on and on, but those are the most common pattern areas that are running through our heads. And um, they really have a direct effect on our actions and emotions. So how can we do the trap? Uh, how do we trap the flow and replace it immediately? It is important to be actively on the hunt for the thoughts, words, and feelings that are coming up and then have something in mind to immediately replace it. So one of the funny images that I found this morning in my mind as I was thinking was, was actually being a hunter. <laughs> and I was going around going, you know, you know I was going to see it passing in front of me. Wow. <laughs> it's like gone. <laughs> it's like the ducks going by and you take a shot at them. Mm-hmm. You know, here are some examples that have been identified as initial negative, you know, you know, discussion points and then the way to deal with them, you know, to turn them around. So self-judging, that's an area. So if you think about it from a negative perspective, how do you feel if you say to yourself, I feel a lot of fear in doing something blank. Do you, no one else seems to be showing they are afraid. So what is wrong with me? I mean, that's a, a big judgment. You know, and turning it around, what you can do is erase it, maybe, and say, I am human, and I have my own fears. I'm unique. I am open to learn how to release disabling fears. But meanwhile, I'm going to try to do my, I'm not going to try, I am going to do my best and love myself anyway. So you flip the whole thing around and put yourself in the best approach. So you're um, going to feel differently based upon how you speak to yourself. Self-performance is a big one. Um, If you say to yourself, just as you're stepping out to perform something, I can just see the mess I will be in front of my, I will be in from my inability to perfectly perform. Number one, we're not perfect. I can see all of the resulting humiliation and no one will want to acknowledge they even know me. So how do you feel if you step out with that as a performance (laughs) preliminary? That would make it kind of like you want to turn around and run the other way. (laughs) But if you take another approach and say, before I perform, I will get myself grounded. So you take that moment ahead of time before you step out and request support for the best outcome to be experienced by yourself and the and view the contribution of what you're sharing as your gifts with everyone around you. You have a whole different presentation and people respond to you based upon your presentation of what you're providing. Your abilities, you know, you, everyone has different abilities and different levels. And if you say, I'm not good enough to do whatever, as I don't have what it takes to do it correctly, why should I even try when I know my choice to do it is going to create a failure? So from a posit- positive perspective, I'm going to suggest I am just as good as others to do this. I might, might not totally be ready, but I'll do my best and learn from the experience. So that ha- has a whole different basis point as well. And if you take a look at your self-perceived value, that's where we think of value 
how how good am I um, in comparative? And from a negative perspective, you might say, no matter how hard I try, I always mess things up. I hate myself. I mean, that's really sad. You know, you you've set a whole different parameter. And on a positive side, you could say, I know I have a ways to go, but I value where I am and that I'm willing to learn. And I have a lot of contributions to make. So you're, you're a human. You know, you have, have that going on. And when we think of other people and what they think of us or how we perceive their thoughts, because a lot of times you'll find that um, you think people are watching you and thinking negative, but most of the time they're all wrapped up in themselves and how they're trying to deal with other people they think are watching them. (laughs) (laughs) So from a negative perspective, no one wants to be around me as they think I'm incompetent and I live with a dark cloud following me, kind of like Pigpen. You know, they, they believe they will be infected if they deal with me. Well, that's kind of a uh, that's a that's big, <laughs> big, heavy one. So, on a positive note, I could say um, I'll make a choice to love and support myself with positive energy, rather than depending on others to have, you know, them give me theirs. Because that's really going around sucking up energy from other people, which doesn't work. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the energy car out there going around. Where is the energy? Or an energy vampire just oh, sucking it yeah. up. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that part. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I think on that note, we have to take a break, don't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. Alrighty. Okay. Well, we'll be back. Stay tuned. <laughs> Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Have you ever met a muse? Or considered the possibility that you are a muse and didn't know it? A muse inspires creativity, happiness, and imagination. And that's something we need every day to feel fulfilled in life. The challenge is that most media focuses on negativity. But now, there is a place for you and other musers to connect with positive energy, new possibilities, and personal growth. Join www.themightymuser.com to discover curated content designed to bring you to your best self. Becoming a muser will have a direct effect on how you feel. And as you feel good, your life is good. Join themightymuser.com. It's the choice that can change everything. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. IntelliKey dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the IntelliKey to become a cat. So what is human IntelliKey? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellikey.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellikey.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world. 
and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. And today we're having a lively discussion about uh, self-talk, and we're actually talking about it. Yeah, we're talking about self-talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, Helen Keller said, what I am looking for is not out there, it is in me. And that is so true, so true. So one of the things that might be helpful to think about for your self-talk is to ask yourself, does your self-talk have any roots in perfectionism? Because the mind is um, the mind is the critic, really. The mind typically criticizes and self-judges really kind of harshly because it thinks you're not good enough. Um, and there's all kinds of reasons for that. But within this self-discussion, the truth is that you will never be perfect and you'll never get everything done. And so there are expectations that will never be realized. So there's a self-fulfilling prophecy there that you're going to fail anyway. So just get rid of the... Yeah. Right? So let the perfectionism go. Find the freedom from that not being part of your structured script that you're always running. You know, we're, we're conditioned to believe that we have to be perfect to be loved, to have anything, to be successful. So let it go. Uh, and, and then start nurturing yourself and identifying with your authentic self instead of that facade of not enoughness. You know, your personal opinion, that's really the only one that matters. And start doing it now. Don't wait for other people to give it to you. Um, don't let them, you know, don't wait for them to do it for you because they're not, you know, again, they're, everybody's, everybody's responsible for their own little corner of the world, right? So the ultimate truth is that until you give it to yourself, you're not going to be able to accept it from others. So you really do need to focus on your self-nurturing and identifying with your authentic self and expressing, or at least knowing your own opinions, even if you don't express them. But, um, you know, we spend so much time focused on the negative and um, we, ways to not follow along about, you know, how about we just spend a few um, little uh, tidbits here on how we can step in the right positive direction by how we can talk to ourselves and then actively influence the effect of our of our efforts. That's that might be really helpful. So, um, for example, if you wanted to have some positive self talk for confidence, here are a few things that you could say to yourself to have more confidence. I am as capable as anyone else out there. Boom, done. I know with time and effort I can accomplish anything. Of course, I am comfortable in front of people and say the right things always. I know who I am and I am special. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone who meets me will remember how fascinating I am for sure. I can accomplish any task set out before me. Oh, boom, done. I find things out when no clear answer is defined. Of course, you know, we're, we're curious. That's one of our traits as humans. So we find things out. So if we don't have an answer, we'll go figure it out. Uh, I am worthy. I'm worthwhile, successful, and happy. Oh, yeah. Happiness is a big, you know, beacon for, you know, to have as a good focus. So those are some things about self-confidence. But here's what you can say for a healthy lifestyle. 
I probably need to tattoo these like on my forehead, but uh, I eat food that has a lasting benefit for me. I love to eat healthy food. Occasionally, I indulge myself in tasty food. Vegetables and fruits strengthen me, and I love to eat them. I love going for a walk and seeing the outdoors. Exercise is a time for me to get stronger and reflect on life. Running makes me feel good. I only eat what I need to sustain myself. Boy, if we just did those things, you know, that would be a healthy life, right? So tell yourself these things to help you have that healthy life. Um, Let's talk about financial freedom. Here's a few things you can say for finances. I only spend money on what is essential. I constantly seek other ways to make money. I am generous with my money and give back to others. I am confident in my career and I am worth a lot. I am successful in anything I try. I always keep plenty of money on hand. I am able to make money because I am smart and talented. Money helps me do great and wonderful things. Oh, yeah. All of that. I want that times three for everybody who's listening. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So here's some things you can say for overcoming fear and doubt. I don't worry about anything. I accept the things I cannot control. I always give my best effort, and that is good enough. I am smart, confident, and capable. I seek the best in other people and accept their weaknesses. I love challenges and the gain from overcoming them. I can solve any problem. Anything is possible with a little faith. And I totally believe it. (laughs) Um, Here are a few things for um, being stress-free. So I'm sure everybody at this point, you need to take out a pen and paper and take notes. (laughs) So I am always calm, cool, and understanding. I always observe before. Yeah, right. Does how like is that true? (laughs) This morning it probably wasn't, but (laughs) I had booked a trip, a special trip to meet with one person, and they called today after I got the rental car, the airline tickets, everything's organized, and they call and say, "Oh yeah, I'm not going to be in town." It's like what? Ugh. Yeah, calm, cool, and understanding was not that was not me. So I did the glamour don't this morning, but. So, uh, here's some more statements around being stress-free. I always observe before reacting. Being busy means I am important. Wow, I must be really important then. (laughs) (laughs) I am organized and know what I need to do. I know where I'm going in life. Or people will tell you. No, just kidding. Um, (laughs) You've heard that joke, right? People always tell me where to go. (laughs) (laughs) I accept the choices of other people. I am learning and growing. I love to meditate and reflect on life. Certain um, situations can affect us, but no one or nothing can make us feel anything. Um, If you have someone who makes a bad comment or a comment that makes you feel bad, you can control the effect on yourself by how you react to those comments. Each way you respond can have a completely different effect on your mood. When you accept that you are the one responsible for how you feel, you can really control how your outlook on life feels, and that is what is called being empowered. So you see how important this is? Like it affects everything because patterns of self-talk, whether positive or negative, usually get their start in childhood. Usually those patterns have colored our thoughts and responses for a long time. And that's added to the buildup of stress in our lives. So any time is a good time to change the situation. Louise Hay, who I met uh, a couple of times, we were in a class together. It was really fun. Um, Louise Hay said, it's only a thought and a thought can be changed. So, boom. boom. So, here are some ways you can make some changes. Say positive, realistic things that you can truly believe in. 
Focus on the facts and the accomplishments you've had and the successes with something that was challenging and acknowledge your wonderful sense of kindness to those around you. So those are, those are some new thoughts. And the more you practice, the easier it will get. So here's a, a few ideas on how to do, actually like anchor those different changes. One, you can keep a journal. So track your progress, write down ideas that surface or write some poetry if it shows up. It's just a way you can examine your inner process. And nobody else needs to see it. This is just for you. So, you know, keep the journal. Two, you can constantly check in with yourself and say, you know, gosh, would I say that to a close friend? And if not, then why are you saying it to yourself? Because you're your own best friend, right? You have to be. So supposedly, yeah. I mean, really check in with yourself and see, you know, gosh, would I say that to someone else that I care about? Um, Three, praise yourself for all the good qualities you have and practice accepting the kind words as that is part of the process. Look in the mirror and say, I am going to love you better today than I did yesterday. And when you do that and look yourself in the eyes, it can be very emotional, really. Uh So, um, and four, put up the stop sign. If a negative thought comes racing through your mind, just say stop. Uh, And really, literally, out loud, say stop. Because it might be an interesting experiment to see how many U-turns you have to take (laughs) to get the positive spin, right? So, (laughs) that could be very interesting. Um, You know, number five, you could wear... Um, like a rubber band on your finger or something and just pull on it anytime you identify a negative thought and, and so, or maybe on your wrist or something and just start questioning your self-talk by asking things like, is there actual evidence for what I'm thinking? What would I say if, if a friend were in a similar situation? Is there a more positive way of looking at this? Am I keeping everything in perspective? Can I do anything to change what I'm feeling bad about? So when you ask yourself questions like that, you get a different perspective. Or with Byron Katie, you can do what she calls the work. You know, is that thought true? How do I know it's true? Who am I without that thought? And how can I reframe it? So, you know, that's a whole other, another tool that you could use. Um, and then number six, change the habit. And by replacing it with something that feels better, your life will get better. Your self-talk will improve and everything is just um, upgraded. So um, change the habit by replacing it with something else. And then number seven, you can change the level of emphasis that you place on the descriptions that are surfacing. So instead of using words in your mind like hate or I'm angry, like I hate traffic or it makes me so angry, you can word, use words words like, I don't like that. I'm annoyed. I don't like the traffic. It makes me annoyed. It's a little bit milder. It takes that edge off. And so, you know, you're not thinking about punching it in the face. You're just kind of like, you know, get away from me. Right. So that's an upgrade. <laughs> so those are some ideas, you know, put those in practice and see how your life changes. Well, Albert Einstein said, no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. So if you're unconscious, (laughs) you can't solve it when you're unconscious. So Mm -hmm. this becomes the focus is saying, okay, well, how do I become conscious? And uh, becoming aware of it is really a focus. And you have to Mm -hmm. be diligent in keeping that focus. So you can change self-limiting statements to questions. And what I was noticing is that a lot of what we say to ourselves is not so much a, sta- a statement of determined fact. A lot of it is we're asking ourselves questions, like, and then we're waiting for an answer. And so what happens? It's kind of like a computer program. You know, it, it goes out, and you ask your mind something, and it's out searching the data bank come back with something and it's out looking at at all of these experiences and and information it comes back with 
something that either makes you feel good or it doesn't. So if you're looking, you know, if you have statements like, I can't handle this or this is impossible, they're particularly damaging because they increase your stress in a given situation and they stop you from searching for solutions. So the next time you find yourself thinking something that limits the possibilities, turn it into a question. Doesn't how can I handle this to how is this possible? So you ask your question with a little different framework. And that's actually a good way to uh, turn the question around so that your answer, presumably, would be much on, more on a hopeful side rather than out looking for a negative. Well, yeah, and you're using your imagination instead of your history, right? Mm -hmm. It just, mm -hmm. yeah, that makes sense. And when you start out on this process, if you look at it from a journey perspective, um, you can actually be looking at it from um, going from point A to B with some kind of, um, like you're on a roadmap, you know, looking at your goals and watch the words that you're using. Um, don't use things, well, there's the word don't, do not, should, ought, must, and have to. Um, Act with flexibility and allow yourself to appreciate your learning. Having fun is a big one. Deepak Chokra said, if you want to reach a state of bliss, then go beyond your ego and the internal dialogue. Make a decision to relinquish the need to control, the need to be approved, and the need to judge. Those are the three things the ego is doing all the time. <laughs> it is very important to be aware of them every time they come up. So, you know, it's really um, how we talk to ourselves internally, how we perceive that discussion going, how we feel, that's our, our guidance system, and that's reflective on the outside. So, other people are going to feel how you feel or perceived feeling how they, they perceive you feel. So, it can be very just, um, you know, it's just a, a steady state of going forward. And Mighty Gems is all about sparkling as gems and focusing on our personal values, even if they begin as having just a perceived value. Now, as you go about the efforts of prospecting for Mighty Gems in yourself and others, it is really looking for special jewels that exist in each of us, like our smiles and the reflecting of them outside into the world. And our, you know, position of how we perceive ourselves Buddha said, the trouble is you think you have time, but start the journey now. Totally. As, as we <laughs> connect um, within ourselves and then to nature and to others with one's insight, one choice and one action. It's all very fascinating and uh, you can get carried away in some ways, but it's, that's a good, good prospect to try. Um, we broaden our prospecting arena and can go up and beyond wherever we have ever thought we could go be, you know, believed we could go and grow. So this has been a, a great discovery of self-talk, and we hope that you've enjoyed it. Um, join us next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, and have a fabulous weekend. And... <laughs>
Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week. We'll be right back. 